you can do whatever you want with this information. But so oh, yeah. Seinfeld memes kind of like became prevalent because of like Facebook. And a long time ago, there was uh, Seinfeld shit posting, which was like a Seinfeld Facebook meme. That was meme the genesis group. of what if Jerry got iPad, right? That was the gen. That's where that really all came into fruition. Yeah. Like all the B movie memes were there. Jerry get iPad. That was like that came from that group. Uh, but at some point, it got like overtaken by like just like heavy like it was like it somehow became like a right wing. <laughs> and okay. I got kicked out of it like several years, like a long time ago. Because I got into an argument with somebody over a meme that I made, and I got I got to a point where I got so frustrated, I was just like, "Fuck you, you're an idiot, piece of shit. I hope you die." Right. Like, and purposely just like, "I right, just fucking kick me out, ban me." Yeah. And then, two, like two or so years later, I guess like the right wing infiltration got so big that they had to start another group that eventually became Seinfeld suit posting, which for a long time I was an admin of, nice. and basically it was like. All of like the hip, the good Seinfeld memes. We had all the best Seinfeld meme creators uh-huh. in that group, and like the whole idea was like, listen, it's just like you can make fun of like social issues, but like politics, like no politics, right. period. We will. Do, it's just you know, it's gonna cause problems. There's Seinfeld's too big to have like too many of those people know, have enough time. Right. It's just immediately gonna be a fight. Um, and that group got up to like forty fucking thousand people. Hell yeah. Um. And, like, I had my Instagram account while, like, this group was going on. And long story short, one of the guys who, like, started the group, like, you know, the counter group. So, like, one of the, the, the brainchild, Seinfeld Sue posting was, like, this one guy's brainchild who, like, to this day is, like, a nice guy. But long story short, he, like, basically added this, like, one admin who got in there and just, like, totally fucked the group up. Uh-huh. And now, like, I don't even know if the group is still around. I am blocked on the Seinfeld suit posting, like, Instagram yeah, page. Yeah. <laughs> because there was, like, a falling out. There was, like, some other double-crossing where, like, we tried to, like, sabotage the group as, like, a countermeasure and, like, all this crazy Respect. shit. You gotta try it. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I don't really know where I was going with this, but at one point... It's interesting. I had my fingers in, like, the biggest Seinfeld group on Facebook on Earth, you know. Mm-hmm. And then this motherfucker basically sold the group out. And, you know, here we are now. Here I am now. A crying shame. Big Jerry Seinfeld, you know. Well, let me ask you this. Has that guy been on a podcast? I doubt it. Yeah, exactly. You've been on a shitty podcast. Okay. <laughs> well, now, so have you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I've been working on these, like, David Lynch transcendental meditation videos, mm-hmm. right? And obviously I came across... The first one, I've only seen... Have you only released... I've only released one, yeah. I'm okay, working on it's great. And that is something that I've been talking to, you know... I have a few friends that are, like, pretty, like, spiritual woo-woo, you know that shit. Right. And I love every opportunity Girls. I get to like talk shit on like <laughs> TM, David Lynch, Seinfeld's involvement in it. Fucking, even though I grew up loving Moby as well, it's like Moby's involvement in it. It's like, fuck all these. People. Right. Moby, Howard Stern, <laughs> Hugh Jackman. There's so many. Howard Stern? Yeah. You know, he's got enough money. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, Jerry Seinfeld was one. So uh, of the people, of the celebrities who really talk it up, I think that most of them 
are actually like into the practice itself in varying degrees. I think David Lynch is actually like very, very into it and thinks it's actually like, like he's buying most of his bullshit. Yeah. It, David Lynch's brain has always been like meditative and like goofy enough where it's like, yes. I get it. This yes. makes sense. Yeah. Even if you are still like, you know, the rich white guy, like Ponzi scheme, it's like, it's fine that you, even though like, it's like, fuck David Lynch, but it makes more sense than like Seinfeld or like, yeah. Howard. Well, his head's up in those clouds in a way you don't imagine Jerry Seinfeld's to be. Right. And which is why I, I think that Jerry is lying and he's just getting like paid oh, paid to go talk about it. Interesting. And when I was um, doing some research, so one of the um, um, shorts I want to do on TM is about just like the celebrity like PR circle around it. And so I watched a bunch of these Jerry Seinfeld videos where he's talking about it. And one, he sounds like he's just full of shit right <laughs> but the big one is like he's at this uh charity benefit and he's talking for like almost 20 minutes and he opens uh talking about how he's been doing it for 42 years right and which is curious because like he'd never really talked about it until like somewhat recently but like he that says, sounds like a lie yeah absolutely sounds like an absolute lie mm -hmm. and but also he says that um 40 years in he didn't realize that he was supposed to be doing it twice a day. <laughs> and it's like, dude, that is like essential to the practice. Like, like that is the whole thing. You do it twice a day for 20 minutes. Like that is like, they teach you all the same, the no same shit. way. Right. What is it about twice a day specifically? Oh, I don't know. Oh. But like, that's, I mean, there's no, like, it's not like he just didn't get that information. Well, it's like right? doing, you know, <laughs> chest and legs. Like, you, you know, right. Yeah. That's wow. That's he, he didn't that realize so that that funny. Or, or, right, he's saying that he didn't realize it. Right. He's pretending that like the way he's like telling the story oh, is that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, well, yeah, that's the joke. He's saying he's like, yeah, all of a sudden someone mentions like you should start doing the morning one. He's like the morning one. <laughs> Forty one years in. No one told me about the morning one. <laughs> morning and one. it's like, oh, man, it's just funny and, to imagine the crowd of just like monks just awkwardly clapping and not really right. transcendental medica medication. So, That's what I one call thing the, that, like, the laughing gas. One thing that I always criticize is like any sort of like modern uh, meditative spirituality movement um, about is like the, you know, the intersection of like your spirituality versus like the modern era. Right. And it's like, I used to know this person who, you know, was like a woo-woo yoga type person, but it was like, you would go, you know, you would pay a lot of money to like go down to fucking, you know, Peru or whatever for like a week to like a yoga retreat yeah, to connect with your spiritual side and do all this like yogi shit. And then like you come back home and you work your like your marketing job and you live in your big ass house and you drive your like your Range Rover. Yeah. And it's like, these things just, they're, you know, they don't go together. And like... The Seinfeld thing that I'm like, you know, thinking of is, uh, I think you actually shared it, but he's like, you know, transcendental meditation is like when your iPhone battery is charged to the very tip top <laughs> and you leave your house yeah. and you're just ready to send all these text messages and take whatever <laughs> call and just do whatever you want. It's just like, what? no, these like ideas should be like diametrically opposed to one another. And that's not right. even how a phone works. Like your texts are better when you're at full battery. Like you can't send Oh yeah. yeah well, it's like, you know, yeah. there's less worry. You know, you're free. You're like, oh, I'm, I can text all day. There's nothing. There's no like, oh shit, I got, yeah. I got eight <laughs> more people to text back and I'm on 2%. You know, what, I'm stressed. 
Yeah. I'm not thinking freely. <laughs> Girls these days don't meditate. All they know is charge they fall and fly. <laughs> also, it's like when has like you know, when was the last time that Seinfeld or Lynch or Larry David or any of these mega fucking rich people had a moment of like, oh my phone's gonna die. What am I gonna do? Right. It's like one, you have like a backup, your intern has a backup, plug it in. It's like there's no that's not a part of your life. Yeah, and when your girlfriend's fifteen, she knows all that (laughs) shit. You know, ask her. She's got the charge boxes, she's got everything. She wants you to like turn off your animation so your battery will last longer. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and none of those guys are men about town. No, I wouldn't think right. so. As far as I can tell, David Lynch is in his garage or his workshop 24-7. Yeah, exactly. Jerry Seinfeld is in one or two of his like warehouses of Porsches. And Larry David is... In his big house, I guess. Like I feel like he's he's the one where it's like, you're still like mostly kind of normal. You're just well, like... Right. Is he in the TM? You're still so fucking rich. Oh. oh, yeah, right. Like I, I think to his credit, Larry David does seem kind of like... I uh, Maybe, I don't know more he, uh, more self-aware and i think maybe that's why uh yeah. curb isn't that engaging for me is like I, it doesn't have that veil of psychosis that we all crave oh wow that focus yeah, right yeah, now we're back in focus yeah, that. i watched curb like religiously for like the first seven seasons i think and then it got to a point where it's like one i just like don't care anymore yeah and like two it got to a point where there's just so much fucking yelling where uh-huh. it's just like you gotta calm down mm-hmm. and then right. like you know the I think for like season nine or season 10, like I may have watched like a couple of episodes and it was like, yeah, like your point's kind of funny, but like, yeah, like the they, them, that's like kind of giving you shit about like pronouns. It's like, all right, this isn't, it's not even like this can't be funny because it's like not like woke. It's just like, it's like, yeah, it's like we've been over this joke like a hundred times now. And it's always like some old rich white guy who's like, these fucking pronoun laden, you know, like (laughs) I, I don't really care one way or the other it's like just uh-huh. leave me alone yeah. right there is a very slim specific brand of online psychopath who can make those jokes well you aren't one of yeah. them and i'm pretty sure they're not on none of those guys on your staff because they're all on watch yeah, no. yeah. Not <laughs> i remember the, the last curved episode i saw and i think uh, probably one of maybe half a dozen i've seen in my life was the series finale had alex vindman on it who was the one of the trump whistleblowers he okay. was like the colonel that everybody respected and it was like he was the cameo and it sucked. It was so fucking lame. And it was just like, oh, man, we love the troops, specifically this one troop. Tune in next week. We have James Comey on. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, like, the, um, you know, even though it was in, like, the glory days of, like, the Trump era, where it was, like, everybody, you know, if, like, you didn't vote for, like, Trump or if you didn't vote, you know? Yeah. Um, there was some level of, like, ha you know, we can make fun of Trump. But there was, like, that moment of, like, you know, when, like, Larry David, like, made fun of, like, the MAGA hat in, like, an episode or something. And then he went on TV. He was like, I don't give a fuck if, like, Trump supporters don't like my show. Like, fuck him. It's like, you know, at that time, it's like, we've been like, yeah, funny. But it's like, yeah. as the years have gone by, it's like, I don't know. It's still that kind of, like, just liberal humor where it's like, our team. It's like, no, fuck yeah. your team and fuck their team and, like, fuck right. all of you. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, like I... Like, the moment of like you know your liberal grandma and your aunt and everybody sharing this Larry David clip of him being mm. like ah fuck Trump supporters it's like yeah but like fuck you know Biden supporters are ob- like just fuck everybody yeah, right everybody. right yeah, yeah I, no There's, I mean I, I'm the same way or go ahead Seinfeld being like com- like the show being like completely yeah. decoupled from that right you yeah, know that's like true. That's when, even true. when Rudy Giuliani exists in the show like he exists just as the mayor as like as depoliticized <laughs> as it could possibly be. Uh-huh. 
They made two episodes for like the non-fat oh, yeah? yogurt. Oh, really? They made an episode where like Dinkins wins, and then they made an episode where like Giuliani wins, and whatever whoever actually won, they were going to run that episode. Oh, I didn't but know it was that early on the Trump. DVDs. You can watch both episodes where the alternative universe where like Dinkins wins, which like would have made New York, you know, at least a little better than like. Under Giuliani, right. also I've never yeah. lived in New York. But, the Disneyfication you know, of, of Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. They were so apolitical for the most part that they did make two episodes. That being said, there are, and like what I always like tell people that are like, you know, why is like your Seinfeld page kind of have like a communist bent? It's like, well, I, you know, generally believe in that ideology, and it's mm. my meme page, so like, fuck off. But also, like, right. there's a lot of references to communism. Throughout the entire series, that are like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's you know one of the best episodes, absolutely. Yeah, where you they know, name names. <laughs> I that th- was probably my the first time I had ever heard about my first exposure to even the word or ideology was probably from Seinfeld, the, oh, the wow. Ned Isaacov episode. Yeah. You know, and well, then the episode in that episode, Kramer is walking reading the Communist Manifesto, yeah. like reading the most one of the most famous lines, and it's like, like just the fact that like that exists, right. Also, it's like a testament to, like, you know, one of the good things about Seinfeld, love it or hate it, is that, like, they very rarely insulted your intelligence. Yeah, like, that's, that's a good point. There's an episode where they mention, like, Ceausescu, you know, the Romanian dictator, where it's like, that's mm. not something that, you know, the normal Friends fan is, like, probably going to get. You know, there's an episode where they mention... <laughs> Could I be uh, any more of a Romanian Midnight dictator Express right now? <laughs> and, like, Turkish prisons, and it's like, that's not something that, like, your average just, like... Toss on a sitcom. Like, mm-hmm. there are a lot of, like, pretty nuanced references and, like, jokes throughout it where it's, like, it makes it, you know, the intellectual choice yeah. for, like, Fra- that. Frazier's good for that, too, if you're the kind of person who yeah. needs reassurance that he is smart and gets it at, you know, it, it, it's or five you as to the eight viewer. minute intervals. No, that's what I yeah. mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm that, yeah. by the way. Um, but, yeah, I think Seinfeld is, is that, too, without you know, billing itself as such, you know, which I think is, again, yeah. what makes it so interesting that it was, like, so widely adopted as just the, the biggest fucking show on Earth. Um, yeah. And, it, you know, like, I'm just going to rope it back. I think part of that is uh, U.S. government mind war at play. I think that's one of the only <laughs> explanations there could possibly be. So just doubling down on that. Him him not being well, properly... That, that baseline is actually a trigger that triggers, <laughs> you know, like, the, the shit that's inside of you. And Jonathan Wolf, if you're listening... Fuck you for not following me back, but also fuck you for being a, a government fucking psyop. <laughs> I know where all this music's really coming from, and yeah, you know, I know what time, it's triggering in my brain. Every time somebody hears the words yada, 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 a like a covert Maoist <laughs> cell gets just obliterated from a desert bunker in Nevada. Well, that's somewhere. the, uh, what are they, the FNOR? Is that how you pronounce it? In like, you know. I don't know. What is that? that well, it's in like, you know, schizo internet culture, but the FNOR is like the thing that, you know, like, the government psyops will use. So it's, like, some oh, phrase that, yeah, like, yeah, when yeah, they yeah, throw yeah. that out, right. that either, like, makes you just, like, generally uncomfortable or, mm-hmm. like, that's, like, the trigger word to, like, all right, you know, the plan, right. the, the plan's in action. Absolutely, yeah. Interesting. Like, F-Nord? Yeah, I, no, that, I, that's a thing. Interesting. I, I have uh, seen that. Or, no, somebody told me about meme pages they follow that uh, uh, you know, <laughs> are perhaps not above board, not Alex Vindman approved. Uh, every thing. every couple of days, I'll log in and I'll be like, who is this page that Rick followed? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I think... So um, B-Movie, B-Movie means, 
And yeah, so I you. guess like Seinfeld memes Look overall. This guy's a professional. But Seinfeld memes were always kind of a thing. But I feel like B movie <laughs> memes was like they the real catalyst. Yeah. But that was like what Seinfeld memes came from. I feel okay because like people were making like Seinfeld memes, you know, passively, myself included, before like. Seinfeld Facebook groups were a thing. Seinfeld Instagram mm-hmm. pages were. It's like you know, you just you make a Seinfeld meme, share it on Facebook, and you know, your aunt or right. somebody likes yeah. it, whatever. But I feel like B movie no language identified. Yeah. But I feel like B movie memes. That was like the first time where it was like everything really. It became like internet culture. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. from the B movie memes, you know, Jerry get iPad and like all that shit, which was like <laughs> Seinfeld internet culture. Yeah kind of like popped off right and it's no, a very it's, i think you're right like know. the b-movie thing um i think that makes a lot of sense because there was a kind of phase where it was not only uh enough years after the fact of uh, enough years after the movie had been released for people to kind of like reconsider it and people who had maybe been exposed to it uh, when they were younger had the kind of yeah. had, had uh, aged enough to where they could kind of turn a more critical lens to it and those people happen to be millennials with you know iphones and meme like sensibilities and i think that was around the same time in generation that kind of like that that meme consciousness i guess you could say uh was more widely adopted thanks to all the different platforms so you didn't have to be a a hyper aware like like just the apex of autism online, you know, Chan user to understand the kind of meme language and frequent frequencies you needed to operate at to kind of be that incisively funny. Um, yeah. And so it was sort of allowed to pro- proliferate. Like I remember Shrek kind of got that treatment a little bit too. Um, yeah. And you know, just other kind of like, like we- weird uh, items from uh, of the B movie milieu where you can kind of you you reach yeah. a certain age and you can be like wow I was exposed to this when it came out and I didn't realize how fucking stupid it was you know so, so like to go along with that and this like goes for like I mean to some extent all memes in general but especially like millennial and like zillennial memes it's like yeah you know so much of like the B movie f- fandom or like humor popped off because like enough people were like haha wouldn't it be funny if there was a sequel yeah. So all these people just started like tweeting and posting like, you know, to the point where it's like at some point Jerry Seinfeld like tweeted like is there interest and it's like <laughs> so it's really? like the idea like the, the the whole joke is like wouldn't it be funny if they made a second one of these shitty movies? See, movie, and like right. that's it. That's the joke. Which is like mm-hmm. why is that funny? Like you don't really know but it's just it just is. It's hilarious yeah. that the, the detached mindset to like not realize that that's a joke also to really be instead be like is there money in this? Can we, can we do oh, this? Yeah, Jeez, I, Porsche is coming out with a new fucking motorcycle or some shit. The first of its kind. I would love to have more money to buy that. Yeah. Um, well, and that's like also with like the internet era and just like, you know, social media chatter will like create products because like, right. you know, these advertisers think that like, oh no, people are like mentioning something online. It must be a trend that we can make money off. It's like, no, it's just like a bunch of fucking idiots. Like, right. Yeah, all re- of those people are torrenting B movie or right. watching it on like a Russian porn site. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or the only version they've ever seen is the one on YouTube where it speeds up twice as fast. Right. Which like that, it was another thing that I was thinking about. That's of, very like, indicative um, of that generation of humor, I think, or that kind of like, because artistic yeah, there were so many, there were Ooh. so many, like, types of those videos, too. Like, any combination yeah. you could have ever imagined of, like, B 
movie starts, but like the moment, you know, you see the sun like reverts back to, you know, yeah. it's playing in reverse. And but it's also like that, you know, even though vaporwave was like a little bit before, there's another level of like yeah. the vaporwave genre of that where it's like Oh yeah, right. It's like, like an immediate like deterioration of like the medium. Yeah. In absolutely. like a way that was like both funny and like kind of like artistically very modern and like kind of fresh. Vaporwave like, is a great example because it is it is that exact kind of inversion of a lens that you did yeah. not have at the time that you were exposed to that like art or just content at, at large. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that And like taking something that was like, you know, a hyper capitalist like mode of production where like B movie yeah, it's absolutely. like the only reason is it existed is because a, a board, you know, focus group said like, yeah, that could make some money. Mm -hmm. Right. And then like half of the songs that came out in the eighties like only existed because like you know, a board decided that, like, yeah, these studio musicians, like, could make some money. Yeah, uh, Rick Astley so like, was a great taking... example of that, too, I think. Like, the Rick Roller. Yeah. He ended up doing another song. Absolutely. Not to interrupt you, I want to continue here, though. Yeah. It sounded like you are But, like, yeah, you're, like, you're taking this, like, thing that's already made tons of money, and then, like, you know, for free, you are subverting it in a way that, like, you know, you can use it to be funny for free. Yeah. Or, like, you know, with Vaporwave, it's, like, you can make music that sounds cool for free. It's mm -hmm. mostly given away for free. Mm -hmm. right. But it is that like, you know, prime, like because we can do things so easily digitally, it's like you can just kind of recycle culture over and over again in a new way that mm -hmm. makes something like interesting or funny. Yeah, the fact like it the fact that it is a, a simulacrum of something that already exists is even better because that is just a, a kind of way of a new generation of not necessarily artists, but people who experienced art, like learning what that means and 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 asserting their ability to do, do that themselves with the like tools available to them i would say yeah um and i think like it a lot of that inspiration speaks to just the frankly like the, the artistic bankruptcy of b movie frankly <laughs> as a project and one of yeah. the things i wanted to talk about was just like dreamworks as a as a production company opposite mm -hmm. disney pixar which i have been very fascinated in because um I've been thinking a lot of like I've been thinking a lot about Disney and Tanner and I've been talking a lot about Disney just as as they continue to kind of Katamari Damacy like it engulf every single thing on the planet that yeah everything like, they can they will get everything their hands they can on. right and so they'll get their hands on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah, well you know Disney if you're listening if you want to buy fake Jerry Seinfeld for a lot of money let's talk I'll sell <laughs> yeah, <out> absolutely uh -huh. <laughs> get, out get me free yeah Elon Musk fuck it whoever you know <laughs> Um, sorry, before you go into that, I gotta pee. Okay. Yeah. So, the the fact that this movie was a, a DreamWorks vessel, I don't think is an accident, obviously. I don't think this, this, this would have never passed the, the Disney, like, death board, basically. You know what I mean? And, and I absolutely and, agree. Right. Like, because, uh, say what you want about Disney, and I think on an upcoming episode, I go off on this a little bit more, but, like... They they do not fucking cut corners with their their what I describe as marquee animated features, and this yeah. is nothing if not a thoroughly corner cut like film like right down well, to just also, the animations even like it's just disgusting. so something that I something that I was thinking that was like confirmed when I like you know basically read the Wikipedia page for B movie after I fucking watched the rewatched the movie yesterday yeah is that like even by like Pixar standards uh, it's pretty mid you know right. yeah. It's like Pixar, they're pretty loose on just like standards in general. But, or no, not Pixar. Dreamworks, yeah, yeah, yeah forget. 
Um, even by DreamWorks standards, it's like yes, B movie right. really it does it does no like cinematic animation dazzling. No, no of course that not. You like oh, remember that that one thing that they did in B movie was like pretty cool. It was like it's very mm-hmm. just like run of the mill. Yeah. And we very often scripts, when you read about like, you know like in high, the CGI thing, so yeah, just right. run them, like when you, know? you read about high budget animated features, there there will often be like a new technology that's debuted or like a new way of of like motion capturing or something like that. And this didn't even come close. Yeah. Like I know at one point, like when they're the, all the 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 army bees or whatever are flying through Central Park for the first time, just the angle of the bee groups, the cluster, of the bee groups flight, it's just so obviously like copy pasted yeah. in such a lazy yeah. way that's like I well, don't know. And if if there's if it's an animated movie which as we established has like nothing for children in it, you would hope that it has like dazzling visuals to like right. carry them with. And even like a very like nuanced like color palette. Right. Which right. Is yeah. No, the, the, the hive the hive looks terrible. Oh, it's disgusting. it's so ugly. And like even as someone who's like just has like a very like pedestrian understanding of how animation works, all of the stuff that is like in the city, especially when they're flying through the city, is so bad. Yeah, there's really? like there's there is no detail on the rooftops. Uh-huh. It's just like here's a box, here's a AC unit, and then it's just like right. just flat texture. Yeah, try distinguishing <laughs> Renee Zellweger's areola from her nipple. You can't. Do it. <laughs> it's not there. Well, no, it's funny. So that character looks exactly like the character who's in the passenger seat in the car that he gets sucked into. It's like the same yeah, model. Right. It's like, like it's such a lazy movie. Shows like DreamWorks like animated moms, which is in every one of them at least once, you'd think they'd have a division for that, you know? Right. And cut corners with Ray If they Leona need one. More. This might go without saying, but all the bees kind of look the fucking same, too. <laughs> yes! Like, and I, it's... I, it, it, you know, it was really bugging me out. Yeah. It looks like there's a cut... Like, first of all, all the lady bees that they get horny for, like... All are all the same, and I know that's like a throwaway joke that they're all cousins or whatever. And then uh-huh. I'll, I'll, I wasn't gonna say be that. pussy, but I guess that's pussy. Pussy. I do. So I trying this, to get I, their pussy stung. I mentioned this earlier, but earlier, so when they're when they're driving around, when you first get the idea of like a vision of the hive, and it's just like it's just like a roundabout like cul-de-sac. Yeah. You know, you can do anything in this hive, and they just animate basically a cul-de-sac. But uh-huh. it is very funny that like he's picking up. Uh, uh, his friend Adam, who's voiced from Matthew Broderick, right. and I like to imagine that it's just like in Matthew Broderick's cro- like contract, he just he can't be driving. <laughs> <laughs> like, because <laughs> like, he's sitting there waiting, reading the newspaper. Every other car is single occupant car, and then oh, like man. Matthew Broderick's getting picked up. <laughs> That's great. That's very funny. So there's like also there's a lot of like cameos. In B movie, but they're all mm-hmm. like, because even like Michael Richards has a cameo at the end, but it's like a line or two. Oh, really? But, oh, which one's he? So one of the things we were like talking about earlier with like these animated movies, it's like, you know, how did, did Seinfeld just like have all these B jokes and he approached the studio and was like, hey, I got like a lot of B jokes, let's do something. Or like, <laughs> there is a tall tale, which I never bothered to like confirm. Yeah. But somebody told me that like when Bill Murray did the Garfield movie. Oh, I think I've heard this, yeah. A director was like named Cohen. Cohen, yeah. Like there was a director that was named like Joel Cohen. Uh-huh. So him and like the studio were like, oh yeah, Joel, you know, Joel, the Cohen brothers are doing this movie. Like, yeah, sure, we'll do fucking Garfield voice. And then at some point they found out after they had like signed the contracts or like something that like it wasn't the Cohen brothers. It was just oh, like. Yeah. So, and then like another part of the lore with Garfield was that like Bill Murray was like, all right, well, I'll still do it, but like. 
you have to show up to my driveway every day with like a sound booth and I will like come out with my coffee and my like pajamas right, and yeah, I will that's the other thing. Animated the movies are notorious. I have no idea if any of this is actually factual, but like, uh-huh. oh, I, like but I wonder if any we part of it was like, yeah, Matthew Broderick was like, I'll do it. But like, mm-hmm. you got to come to me. Like, I'm not, We're into I'm the not bonus walking. episode territory here. So we are doing baseless <laughs> speculation yeah. at this point. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's the thing, you know, with internet culture and, you know, it's like, also, I mean, you know. Yeah, you listen to this fucking like the amount, of, shit. the amount of lies that I've spread through. Yeah. My meme page, it's like, I'll just lie about whatever. I mean, yeah. I convinced people <laughs> for a while that had been following my account for a while that like I had never seen an episode of Seinfeld. Right. I was just using, like Google images for everything yeah. and like figuring yeah. it out on myself. It's like. Motherfucker, I've made some pretty detailed references. Like, I've very clearly seen the show a lot. Right. Well, like, it, you know, Jerry Seinfeld, not even Jewish. <laughs> that's, that's, that's actually true. Well, it, it, it bit you in the ass, though, because then no one was believing your very real cease and desist. So you kind of... That's the thing, yeah. Kind of I mean, you know... Who cried wolf page here. admin who cried wolf, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yours was better. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I cried. I hadn't seen the show. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, lawsuit, maybe after... That whole thing is over. I can come back on and tell you everything yeah, that's been sure. going on. We would love to hear the details. So far, it's just it's just it's just been like mm-hmm. a soft nightmare because it's right. like it's still in like the preliminary. Like, oh, is this something that I actually have to deal with? But like, apparently, it is. But yeah, it's just like, what are the chances Jerry Seinfeld has a, a good lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker's got Darshowitz on his side. Yeah. yeah, fuck the movies half about lawyers. Like, that, right. That's yeah, another like, thing about it is like, okay, so we've established we can't have this movie be about a bee that wants more, and by that we mean fucking Renee Zellweger. Right. What is it going to be about, Jerry? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's going to be a courtroom dramedy, you know, with John Goodman as a yeah. southern fat lawyer. Yeah. Stung on his butt. And then is it like that was also like another thing where it's like you know I guess like maybe to like dispel maybe some like funny. anti-Semitism, Semitism allegations from like Jews. It's like okay, be like good. oh we're gonna get the Southern lawyer who you know <laughs> is like fueled by God to tell these lies. It's like instead of just having like a very weaselly like rich you know archetype and That's like a, a racist archetype, that, but like of a Jewish. Lawyer, no, you're you know? right. It's that like, is a very easily a trope that I could see Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> leaning on with glee. Yeah. Um, huh, yeah, that's interesting. Well, shit, um, if you're listening to this and you're an attorney, please reach out at uh, clout.theater, and um, we have a friend who could use some, some legal counsel, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, well, that's um, something, like, I haven't, because, like, so, basically, I've been, like, going through just, like, a friend of a friend who does, like, media law, and it's like, you know, mm-hmm. I think he, if if I have to be represented at some point, he will represent me. <laughs> You're playing telephone but with your There's a chance that I toys. might need to, like, make a post in a couple weeks. It's like, hey, like, if you follow me and, like, you have some lawyer clout. If you're part of the lawyer, the lawyer cloud theater, like hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> I've given you a lot of memes. It's time for you to give back to me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Damn. You build, you build, he just bills you in, in meme hours. That would be. It'll work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll personalize, you know, any meme you want. <laughs> But okay, so the back to the the DreamWorks thing because yeah, yeah. this I think is very strange that when, when so Tanner was the one who brought up the Graduate when he, that he couldn't stop thinking about that when he was watching this, which I it did not even consider. That's like a smart, educated film 
person. Well, I was just saying because I like older women. <laughs> I was thinking about the graduate. And Tanner, he's those two things. Yeah. He's A, the guy who actually knows about movies, and B, the guy who likes those big mommy milks. You know what I mean? Also, when I saw goals. a big movie for the first time, I was 16-year-old dating a 19-year-old, which isn't that yeah, big of a no, deal, but back then, it's a big fucking deal. No, not right. going to lie. I, I was... Uh, high school club, yeah. I, and this, this yeah. again, is has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but just because, you know, somebody put his dick on the table, I got to put mine back in kind. I was 16. <laughs> I was dating a 19-year-old, too. So, um, yeah, I had to go to two proms. When I was 16, I was not getting statutory rape. Damn, that sucks, man. It sounds like we were cool in high school, and you fucking suck dick, and we're drinking fucking wine out of Propel bottles in the morning. So you know, yeah, out of my backpack, yeah, (laughs) Gatorade bottles. Like, I I don't know what the statute of limitations on like uh, statutory rape is, but I mean, I'm 31 now. That happened when I was 16, so. Well, we I mean, if the same lawyer, if the same lawyer who will represent me against fucking Dershowitz and Seinfeld, <laughs> like, can also rep- represent me in the statutory rape. Yeah, this guy's up for anything. He's a machine. I love him. Uh, so All right, but anyway, okay, so DreamWorks, yeah, DreamWorks. DreamWorks. The first, the first DreamWorks animated feature, and again, this was after Jeffrey Katzenberg got ousted from Disney for kind of taking too much credit. He went to Steven Spielberg and David Geffen to form a triumvirate of evil that is DreamWorks Pictures. And the first movie they made was Ants, the Woody Allen bug that wants more movie. You oh, I like Ants. So what also, so uh, is the Bugs Life also DreamWorks or is that Pixar? No, Bugs that's Life Pixar. is Pixar. And, and that, pre-Ants. That, that's, oh, then Ants was who? the DreamWorks pre- answer to that. Pre- right? I think you said Green Hands, and I didn't know that was like a production. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that, that, and that's part of the controversy about it is that A Bug's Life was conceived before Ants. It was uh-huh. um, planned to be released before Ants, and it also is much better of a fucking movie than Ants because A Bug's Life follows the Pixar track. And again, I have a soft spot for the Disney Pixar features. I think they're very well done and I respect the art. A lot of them are absolutely beautiful pictures with like really good messaging. But because say what you want about Mickey Mouse, but a fucking Mickey Mouse with a bullwhip in his hand is going to make those animators work their asses off. And that's what they do and that's what they get. And so Mm -hmm. A Bug's Life is... is, Correct me if I'm wrong, but A Bug's Life did have a more like workers' rights kind of message. Yeah, that was yeah, like, right. kind of honed in a little bit more. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean it's, that doesn't it's... double back in the way that B movie does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean exactly. it's it's the premise of like yeah, it's an ant that wants more, you know, and kind of ends up like leaves the hill, ant hill, I guess, and and joins <laughs> up with this this misfit bunch of ragtag like circus performers. Yeah. There's a message of solidarity about how the ants can come together and overtake the grasshoppers who are taking yeah. all of their like excess who, who, who nuts. Who voices the grasshopper yeah. by the way? Uh Dennis Leary, I think. Is it Dennis Leary? Yeah. <laughs> B movie, it's like the whole thing was like, okay, at least yeah. the beginning I was like, okay, this whole movie is gonna be like a metaphor about how like the honey is their surplus labor value that's being stolen and exploited. And then it just it wasn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Ray, Ray Liotta comes in, and you know, they, I guess they they hash out some personal gripes between Seinfeld and Liotta. But oh, really? Yeah. But anyway, is, is that what that was? Because I that kind of stuck out to me. Is like I figured there. I had think to be- it had to be like a personal, you know, like ha, we're gonna poke a little fun at you. Because okay. I'm sure you know okay. both rich fucking people in like Hollywood. So it's like 
I'm sure Seinfeld and Leona at some point had some sort of relationship. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Like if they run run into each other at the children's liver buffet, they can't solve it. They have to do it on the fucking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, like um, I, I gotta say, the Ray Liotta honey thing, the hardest I laughed in the movie. It is funny. I was cackling, <laughs> and it's another thing where the Ray Liotta like animated model is. It looks terrible. Is hideous. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it does I mean, look like Ray Liotta, and I think the line that they say where it's just like you know you have like a specific type of charisma, but you always look like you're about to explode mm -hmm. psychotic on the surface. It's like, that's actually pretty true. Right. And yeah. I, I bet at that time he could probably use the work. So, you know, right. Well, this is, this is, this is one year after wild hogs. And that was, you know, it was downhill after that. Ray Liotta was in wild hog. Oh yeah. Oh, he's, he's the main so, antagonist. So this is a movie we themselves. go back to a lot because Tanner has seen it about, <laughs> and again, I don't want to, I don't want to dramatically overestimate probably 600 times. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it once in the theaters with my dad, and then it exited my mind as soon as I left the theater. But it, it, I fucking, bring it up sure every enough, week. every yeah. other month, yeah, we have a we sit down and we have a conversation about Wild Hogs. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, our guest on Cloud Theater, have you seen Wild Hogs? I honestly can't remember. I think I yeah, have. Yeah, no fucking shit. Like, All right. Apparently that answer is not All acceptable right. for me. We will have a video episode of Wild Hogs someday and you will come back yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll watch it for that. It's There's also a lot of movies like that movie. that I've right. seen with my dad that's like, I don't remember. We just, you know, happen to watch this like kind of shitty action movie that like kind of sucks, but like I'm watching it with my dad. Right. right, of course. We're both having a good time. Bridge right. over River Kwai or something. Uh -huh. you know, dad movie. Well, it's definitely not Wild Hogs. You said kind of sucks. So it must have been something else <laughs> that you watched with your dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes we watch amazing feature films. Yeah. <laughs> but then just like to, to to put a bow on it, like the the ants thing. It's just like I I just can't. Also, think... I remember Woody Allen being involved with ants. Woody Allen is the ant also... in ants. Oh really? Yeah, that's what it is. That is he play he provides the voice, and that, that's the premise of it. And okay, maybe this makes more sense why you guys weren't so fucking taken aback when I when I dropped this on you. Because... You said David Geffen, and that was enough for me. Okay, well that was yeah. just that. That's just DreamWorks as a whole. But um, Silicon Valley child blood immediately started flowing through my veins when I heard <laughs> yeah, no, that. Our, our walls are I... dripping too. I hope you don't can't see it on the webcam, <laughs> but. I just thought that was so fucking crazy that like, like it, it, it's, they would willingly return to that well after. I mean, I don't remember what year uh, B movie came out, but people knew about Woody Allen by this point. I would imagine. Yeah. Like. Um, well, that's the thing. It's like people have known about like Woody Allen. I guess that's true. There've been also degrees. people haven't. People haven't really known about Woody Allen until that documentary yeah. came out. That like. And that was when I was like, I always knew this person was a piece of shit, but I was like, damn, dude, you're a piece of shit. I never right. saw the like, Roman Polanski, it's like, Roman Polanski, you're a piece of shit, but like, The Tenant's still my favorite, one of my favorite movies. You know? <laughs> right. And like, like, you know, you're fucking, where are you from? Like fucking Romania or where's that Pol motherfucker from? I think from? Polish, Polish, right? Yeah. Although Even I see worse. how you could be confused yeah. <laughs> given the fact that Roman and Romania have many of the same letters. But no, it's, it's funny you say about Woody Allen is that like, even though like, <laughs> people knew a long time ago like his last like well-received movie midnight in paris it was like no one talked about it when that came out like it wasn't until oh yeah that doc and that was only 10 years ago and, and you know what happens like, at the end shrouded of by continue by you know raping his daughter <laughs> <laughs> man the press they just fixate on the dumbest thing and raping the end of midnight in daughter. paris ends with um fucking owen wilson Walking off into the night with a sixteen-year-old girl. Honest to God, <laughs> well, that was like another yeah. thing about Woody Allen, and uh, you know, 
I guess, like, you could also argue that, like, Seinfeld had the episode where they were, like, looking at, like, the 13-year-old's breasts oh, sure. as, like, a tell. I like, forgot Seinfeld. about that one, yeah. oh, I forgot about that, too. But also, like, with Woody Allen, it's like, you know, it's if you, like, see in Manhattan, it's, like, it's kind of all, mm-hmm. like, lined out there. Uh-huh. And also, yeah. like, throughout, like, the rest of his career, there's always, like, some fucked up allusions to, like, dating somebody who's, like, too young. But, like, that was, like, one of the first movies. Right. That was yeah. like, oh, this is Woody Allen. It's, it's Manhattan. It's like a quintessential. That is his debut. It's not a bullshit movie. Right. But like the main crux is that he's dating a fucking, you know, Child. teenager. <laughs> Child. Not even like a, you know, 1738. Like, also, anytime I fucking make a joke, a meme about like Jerry, you know, being 38, fucking this like 17 year old. If it was the world's legal, it's like, yeah, that's not the point. Like, legality really isn't right. the defining thing here. It's like, it's creepy. Yeah, it's, it's weird. We also, really like, there's a big power play of like this rich, metric. famous, height of success person choosing to date a 17 year old. Mm-hmm. Like, now that's that's it doesn't really the age is like secondary to like yeah. the power. Right. Of course, yeah, absolutely. The power struggle, but <laughs> a, oh, whatever. Right, and I I, I just I, I could not get that out of my head when I was watching B movie about the ants thing. Um, but you know, and and that's the thing about Jerry Seinfeld which goes back to what we've been talking about this whole time is like maybe that stuff either a doesn't register to him or B does. And it doesn't fucking bother him. Right. Because he's got fuck you money now. And he's, he has his little jokes and he knows that enough people in this country are going to just not give a shit and laugh anyway. And frankly, you know, on you catch me on a certain night, I'm one of those people because Seinfeld's fucking hilarious. Right. So it's just, (laughs) I think that's just a test. I'm not even making a joke. I think it's just a testament to, you know, Either way, money's rolling in. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. And that's that is the bottomest of line. And like, even when Seinfeld is like not really active, yeah, he was like still he's still like typically like the second highest paid comedian in general, just from like reruns. Yes. Like there was a, like there was a period where like before comedians and cars getting coffee, um, and before like you know post B movie, you know mm-hmm. we're you know in the post B movie era. <laughs> um, where it was like right. the highest paid comedian, I think it was like technically like The Rock or something, if like because he was technically considered like a comedian who acted in com- comedic movies, yeah. okay, or like Dane Cook or somebody. And number two was Seinfeld, and like Seinfeld wasn't doing anything; it was just like those reruns, yeah, just are the so prevalent and people watch them. So it's like, you know, you're still making like so much fucking money. His face is on half the small train bridges in town yeah yeah you fucking you take a city bus in chicago and his 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 face yeah. is on the bike rack like yeah half the time yeah watch wb yeah <laughs> well also like another joke it was like you know it definitely made me chuckle but at the same time it was like afterwards i was like yeah fuck you was like <laughs> when they're in court and like the moment you know because outside they're like we're gonna find out like can bees really talk and then like the mm-hmm. moment like Seinfeld opens up his like deposition whenever he just goes like, bzz, bzz, bzz. <laughs> and then after that it's like, all right, you know, just kidding. That's, yeah. that's what we do, and it's like that's like a funny joke, but also like, oh yeah, right. So like, fuck you, you know, it's wasted on the shitty movie. <laughs> One of the issues I have with it again, and and why I think it 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 exists opposite the good animated features that like yeah are for kids, but like are well rounded and have something that the whole family can enjoy is that I think. The, the people who wrote this movie, Seinfeld being the key one of them, are 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 so much more invested in those jokes than they are 
in the, the production as a whole, right? So he he's always willing to go for the cheap immediate laugh at at, at the expense yeah. of the emotional gravity of the story. And that happens in the first five minutes where it's like, you know, he, he goes and meets fucking Matthew B. Rick and is like, oh boy, fucking three days of high school. Oh, we've only been alive for six days. Oh, and he's got to make this joke about taking a gap day. And like, yes, that's funny. But then immediately it kind of undermines this whole idea that this is a character we're supposed to give a shit about. You know what I mean? And just well, it also even sounds like before that habit. in the fucking and uh, like the first thing I wrote down was, quote unquote, stupid Seinfeld laugh in beginning animation kicks guy off the moon. <laughs> like in the dream of animation, the bee yeah. flies over, scares the guy, he falls off. Then you hear just Seinfeld's dumbass laugh, and, and like that's and how the movie. Starts. That that occurs over the kind of like the orchestral overture. That is another one of those like small like subconscious things that's supposed to inject some emotion and sentimentality into the thing you've paid money to take your children to see, right? And it's yeah. just like again, he's willing to just like sacrifice that for a, a gag and a shitty gag. At and that, I, right? think, I mean, I think if anything, that is like the biggest. Like, if you were to disregard all the other problems of this movie, the worst problem is that it is really just, like, a, a showcase for, like, Seinfeld's dumb bits. that Because, <laughs> like, Seinfeld's humor in general was, like, pretty stupid, but, like, in the context that you expect to see it in, it's like, all right, I yeah, get it. It's, right. like, fine. But then, like, when it's put into a context of, like, okay, so all the shitty Seinfeld jokes, we're going to apply them to, like, bees. <laughs> it like makes them that right. much worse. It's, it's like that much harder for people to like relate to. Right. And then just... also there was another element of like boomer humor, but also like racist humor. Is uh <laughs> of course I forget like what the context was exactly, but he was like basically at some point Seinfeld says you know, then I'll put a gold tooth in and start calling everybody dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's when, like, his parents aren't listening. He's just rattling off things that would shock them. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So basically, um, if I became an urban person. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, like, just so obviously Jerry Seinfeld was the head writer on the show. And as I understand it, most of the other, like, writers were people he brought along from I think it may, probably Seinfeld, as a matter of fact, and mm-hmm. it just kind of like it, it. It's one of those movies that makes you kind of wonder about the process at these studios, where it's like, okay, yeah. we're just gonna let these guys do this and like not have an issue with it, and because the 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 star value or something is such that like you are relatively confident you're gonna get a return on your investment, like you're just gonna yeah. let them go off and like it. It it just I don't know. It, it's kind of like a curtain pull in in a sense. Just um... Well, I would say that, like, the reason that, like, this movie sucks and, like, so as, like, somebody, you know, it's like, I love, you know, film and, like, mostly, like, pretentious film and, like, shit, or at least, like, that's what I've been told. But, like, there are, there are even, like, a lot of, like, newer movies that, like, initially when they come out, like, I want to see, which is, like, I wanted to see the new Dune. Yeah, I wanted to see a few other new big movies that like came out in the past three years, and basically I just like never did, and I probably like won't ever until like somebody forces me to watch them. Mm-hmm. But it's really because like even like the movies that are supposed to be like good and like artistic, yeah. in any way are still like mostly focused on return on investment. Okay, and that's like the worst part about like modern mainstream or like mainstream adjacent cinema, mm-hmm. you know, with like. Denis Villeneuve and like all those people where it's just like, yeah, these movies might be good, but also like there's a reason why they have like 
you know, Ryan Gosling or, you know, these other people in them instead of like somebody who's like a better actor, but like less right, there's well, probably a more interesting choice out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like probably. I mean, you know, Robert, there's Robert Pattinson. If you were, to, <laughs> even though he's a megastar, if you were to have Robert Pattinson in any Ryan Gosling movie, it'd be better. But that's Ooh, for another episode. Okay. No, hey, shit. Um, we got seven minutes till we hit two hours, so this can be fake Jerry's movie corner if you want it to be. Oh yeah, I mean, well, you know, well, that's the thing. It's like when I'm on a roll, it's like a lot of my opinions will just like come out through like names when I'm just like trying to be antagonistic. But, yeah. but yeah, like with B movie, it's like this is a movie that is like, can we make return on investment? And like they, mm. they can and they did, so it's like as much as like the movie will have will forever be a flop, yeah, intellectually or like cinematically, and like as much as we clown it, and as much as like, you know, all the memes that like you know t- deteriorated this like medium and made fun of it in like brilliant ways and like modern you know internet savvy ways, it's like at the end of the day, the people that produced it still made a lot of money on it, so it's like yeah. to them it was a success, it was a good movie <laughs> that yeah. when. The rumors that there was going to be a second one started circulating on the internet. I bet a lot of like people in like the boardroom were like, "Oh shit! Like, yeah, let's go." This movie was easy to make, made right. us a lot of money. That's true, and, and it's good. It. Right? They they convince themselves it's good over the years. Like, yeah, they're like the fact as, that as the dollar Google. sign has gone up, the image of like the bad reviews has gone down, the even though those reviews, rotten. yes, yeah. <laughs> de rotten, yes. And so another thing with like Seinfeld memes and shit, and which I think is like different from like. Because if you make, like, a Buffalo 66 meme, it's, like, most people will probably just illegally download it and, like, rewatch it. Be like, oh, yeah, this movie's, you know, exciting. Um, and even when I, like, rewatched that movie recently, anyway. I, like, made sure I illegally downloaded it. But it's, like, at the yeah. end of the day, it's, like, Buffalo 66 isn't really, like, making a whole bunch of new money at this point. Yeah. But, like, I bet when, like, all that B-movie shit was going on, there were enough people that were, like, oh, well, like, I don't really know how to use the internet, so, like, Let's rent B movie on iTunes or YouTube or Amazon Prime to see how bad it is. Yeah. So even though there was like, you know, the whole idea was like everybody's watching this shitty movie to like shit on it and like make memes about it. Right. Still like just by that social media chatter, it's like making a whole bunch of fucking money again. It's a good point. And that's like another reason why it's like with the Seinfeld memes, it's like Honestly, if I can encourage somebody to not watch Seinfeld, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, these are funny memes. I should watch the show. It's like, no, don't watch the show. Yeah. If anything, like just either illegally download it or watch clips on YouTube, which like they're still making money, but not as much. Just like, or just never watch it and like yeah. only get your Seinfeld content through my memes and no other Seinfeld meme accounts. That's the ideal scenario. Yeah. yeah. Well, with that in mind, I think the three of us should buy. Uh, stock in DreamWorks now because when this comes out, mm-hmm. I think the same sort of meteoric rise of people watching and buying B movie and renting B movie will go up. Yeah, and uh, Rick's checking the price of the DreamWorks stock right now. No, what, absolutely. What, what, <laughs> what is it? Um, like when one of you sent me the message, like, "Hey, we're thinking about doing an episode of, like Seinfeld B movie." My initial thought was like, "Oh, I don't want to fucking." Rewatch B movie or talk about B movie. <laughs> well, thank like, you for really uh, rising to the occasion. Over the, past, over the past two hours, I've been very, you know, it's been a very wonderful experience. That's good. But also, even like Seinfeld, I was like, fucking, you know, fuck Seinfeld. Well, but yeah, you know, see, like, that's that's always is, the fear. Seinfeld is a literal part of my brain at this point. I can't escape it. So. Uh-huh. Right. Like eventually, we're going to be the guys who somebody's going to hit us up for the ninetieth time. Be like, we want to talk about. The the brown bunny with you, and we'll just be like, God damn it again! Yeah. Like fuck, I want to, I just want to dance, like, Dad. You know. <laughs> yeah. 
Also, I had this conversation about with the Brown Bunny. It's like, well, you know, what do you remember in the Brown Bunny? You remember the blowjob and like when he switched lanes once. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. What other uh, like I because like I've only seen that movie once and I think I mostly fast forwarded, but it was like mostly just Vincent Gallo driving around whining. And then you get to the blowjob scene. Yeah. You should try it out with the director's commentary. It's even more whining. <laughs> it's amazing. He's just talking about whining how ugly stereo. he is. Um, well, next time you can pick whatever you want and you can absolutely come back. It doesn't have to be related to um, yeah. uh, Jerry or Michael Richards or anything. Yeah, this is a... But, we'll, watch, uh, we'll, we'll like watch like what other... I mean, Seinfeld's really not been in like other movies, I guess. Right. right. Yeah, well, which is surprising to me, but... Probably for the best. <laughs> However, there is this we'll is get, like some niche Seinfeld trivia. There is, do you know? Remember the Seinfeld episode with Catherine Keener? She writes the note, and it's like stolen from Neil Simon's Chapter Two. Oh yeah, right. I do. So there is. I don't think Seinfeld's in it, but there is a movie production of Neil Simon's Chapter Two oh. that stars. Like, it's an ensemble cast. There's a lot of other people in it, but, like, the biggest stars in it, Michael Richards, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Jason Alexander, and I think, like, oh, another peripheral character from Seinfeld stars in Chapter 2, which, like... Yeah. Interesting. Dumb Uncle trivia, Leo, but... Yeah. The last thing I want to ask about, then, is... So I assume both of you are at least, like, fairly familiar with Louis. Is I've, yeah. I've always wondered, like... How is it that that Jerry allowed himself to be depicted and as such on Louis, where he plays basically who I think he really is, which is a piece of shit. I mean, the the most glaring example on the show being the one where um, Louis tries to get the Letterman's job. Right. And Jerry's also up for Letterman's job and he tries to like. He's Big like League him and right? sabotage him. But yeah, basically he lies to him and says that he's got the job and that he shouldn't even bother trying out essentially. Mm. And, um, but yeah, he me. plays probably a realistic version of himself. Um, but to the audience, I think it's, oh, he's playing a funny, like evil version of himself. And I, have an answer I, I wonder how that materialized. But I, I'd like to, I, yeah, if, if you want to take a stab at it, by all means. All right, so here's like my theory that I've like mostly just thought up now. But I like when I did see those episodes of Louie, I did kind of have a similar thought of like, this is like Jerry actually just being Jerry. Uh -huh. But in the seventh season of Curb, when they do like the Seinfeld reunion, Jerry's character is like meta character because he's like playing himself in that generally comes off as like pretty cool, pretty calm, yeah. collected, like generally nice. You know, doesn't really kind of like he how he is in the show, where it's like he very rarely loses his temper, okay. kind of in control, generally funny and like laid back. That's interesting. I've never um, seen this like, arc, so you know, I'm hearing it's it's a, like a pretty good season. Also, it's like you know, it is a pretty unique way to do like a reunion show without actually doing a reunion show. Yeah, but you know, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, in there, it's like generally there's I don't think there's any scene where like Jerry Seinfeld really comes off as like a fucking dickhead. Yeah, that's also because it's like one, obviously, like calculated. Two is like relationship with Larry David is different, but I like believe that like with the Louis stuff. I mean, Jerry Seinfeld, obviously, he's like smart enough, but so much of what we've talked about for the past two hours is like how fucking out of touch he is. So he's probably pretty easy to fool into being like, no, 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 like you play this dickhead, but like <laughs> people will know that you're playing a character or like whatever. But I feel like maybe deep down, you know, Louie, despite what he did, 
mm-hmm. was probably pretty keen on like um you know i'm gonna trick jerry seinfeld into like acting how he actually is which is like you know just a megalomaniac fucking like asshole rich dickhead you know i could buy that yeah huh. yeah that could be a- i i imagine you know it was kind of like a, oh no, no no this is gonna like show off how well you can act jerry you're gonna play a different character who's like you know an asshole and you're not an asshole you're a you're a cool guy you know <laughs> um also like you know louie and jerry to my knowledge have had like a pretty long working relationship not like working together but like being in that scene and then they did that like hbo documentary interview thing where it was like oh god louie chris rock and like ricky gervais was maybe in it who man fire him uh, that's like when son. that's when chris rock gave louis ck the n-word pass and that's oh, where that's the right. famous screenshot of uh, Louis C.K. saying, I'm an N-word. That's where mm. that comes from. But that's my guess. I'm open to other theories, though. So my theory, unless you want to go first. I, I don't have one. I was um, throwing that, this out. Uh, Louis C.K. has the same kind of mindset uh, that is not necessarily derived from MKUltra, but is chemically equivalent he has comic brain the same way yeah. that Chris Rock is, you know, neuroatypical all of a sudden as of a couple of years ago, uh, so that they kind of see each other eye to eye. And I, I believe that Jerry Seinfeld and, and Louis C.K. have a similar relationship probably to that, um, than like, like similar to uh, Jerry and Chris Rock, where like they are probably buddies in real life. So my answer to the question of, of, of how, like, I think he got Jerry to, to play that role is that he probably just told him, Hey, I want you to play a dick like version of yourself. Uh, and Jerry yeah. thought I either, he thought maybe that's too close to home. Maybe it isn't. It doesn't fucking matter. Like my checks are written anyway. Like I yeah. have spent uh, decades of my life unable to ex- exist in a artistic echelon that maybe I've been interested in. Maybe I haven't been, maybe I've wondered about, maybe I haven't wondered about, but here's my friend who's now doing this HBO show that is critically well-regarded and shit, I got nothing else to do. And when I'm not writing jokes, then the, the demons appear in the back of my head and I, I start reaching <laughs> for my gun and I start mapping out different pre-Ks in the tri-state area. So I got to go down to the set and I'm just going to play ball. And so I, I guess I, I think also, he doesn't like, give to your that's the only time I think Seinfeld has ever done anything that's like remotely serious, like a serious yeah. role, where he's not just being like you know a jokester. You never mm-hmm. saw his dramatic so reading of Schindler's like, List on YouTube. I think they may have taken it off YouTube at this point. Similar oh, to you know how much like you know there's because like one thing that I found out being in this lawsuit with these people was like, I mean they're very litigious in very weird ways. So oh, that's there's a, a reason point. why. That- I hadn't really is thought not about up. that about us this whole time. <laughs> I'm just more about him. Yeah. In the current lawsuit. But I, I don't know. I mean, it just to me, I think like if you you've seen that video uh that went viral a few years ago of Kesha running up to Jerry Seinfeld on the red carpet. Somewhere. It's out of transcendental meditation benefit. No shit. Yeah, because she's Oh, she she's into too. that too? Yes. Oh, wow. okay. she, she has enough money to be into it too. Yeah. Well, yeah, they based on what I know about her personal life, she could have used the help as well, like spiritually. But because um, she got a raw deal, and you know my heart goes out to her. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, with- Free Kesha, fuck Brit, lock Britney back up. Free Kesha. <laughs> 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 but just so, in, in case anybody who's stuck around this long who hasn't seen it, it's 
it, 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 Kesha runs up to Jerry Seinfeld while he's in the middle of an interview. It is frankly kind of rude. And is like, oh my God, Jerry Seinfeld, can I get a hug? And he immediately just like reels and, and backs off. Is like, yeah. ooh, I don't think so. And it's, it's, no, it's, thank you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's one of those moments where you 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 realize like, holy shit, like he really does have rattlesnake venom in his brain. Like there there's a reason Seinfeld was so potent and so so true. It's because that is how his head operates. And it is like oh, you, yeah. you empathize. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, yeah, like, fuck, a, a stranger runs up to me. I'm a, I'm a guy who's been famous for the past 30 years. Like, yeah, of course I'm going to recoil. And like, and, and this is just a very human and real moment that exists in real life. So she runs away embarrassed after she's tried to, like, get him to hug her, like, three or four different times. And then he looks at the guy with the microphone and just starts busting up laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, I don't know who that is. He does that and kind then, of, like, show both sets of teeth laughing and squint your eyes right, shut. Yeah. <laughs> the, the really rich person and it, laugh. It, yeah. Right. And it's... And, like all those people get at some point absolutely yes, yeah. and so the interviewer who you get the impression he has kind of a relationship with or has done a number of these events with says oh that was kesha and he starts laughing even harder yeah. and he's like oh well i wish her the best and that's just like it because i like, don't think that it, my read of that is like that doesn't mean anything to him. i don't think he knows who kesha is right no exactly right <laughs> he, maybe he's heard from again one of his 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 coterie of 14 year old girlfriends that like oh she's on the tiktoks or whatever our music band <laughs> yeah. Oh, she brushed her teeth with a bottle of Jack. That's great. But like, and 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 to me, that that is Jerry Seinfeld's modern essence. Is a guy mm-hmm. who has had fuck you money for so long that what semblance of a shell of a humanity like inhibited inhabited his body in 1989 has long since departed and is now replaced yeah. with something that is utterly vile but utterly relatable. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just think that is kind of who he is now and why he fucking still cracks me up. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, till the end of time or like till, you know, society changes so drastically that it's just like totally unrecognizable to people like us that were born in the 90s or like around the 90s or whatever. Right. It's like Seinfeld will always be, you know... I don't know, apropos of, like, the times that we live in. Right. And, like, if you need a guide of, like, how to operate or how not to operate or, like, how, you know, we're supposed to operate in, like, civil society, it's, like, yeah, you know, there still is no better, like, example than, like, Seinfeld. And it is, like, timeless for that reason, despite, like, you know, some, like, people that are too focused on, like, social justice or whatever to, like, be into, but it's, like, Generally, you can learn a lot about how to, like, interact with society and how to, like, work people. Yeah. And as well as, like, what to do and what not to do just from, like, religiously watching Seinfeld. Yeah. No, I mean, those social mores don't expire necessarily. Like, even, you know, once Jerry gets iPad. Like, I, I, it's all still <laughs> a lot a lot of those those rhythms just it will continue to exist. <laughs> I'm sorry. That just fucking still tickles me. <laughs> <laughs> We've already taken two hours of your time left, so if if you got any parting thoughts, let's hear it. Or plug uh, plugs as well. I don't know. I mean, solicit gonna... a lawyer one last time. Yeah, if you want. <laughs> yeah, basically, like right now, if you are a lawyer, you know, like a real lawyer, not like some. Because I've had a lot of people that have shown me support, and I appreciate that. But like, I need actual legal help right now because <laughs> you know, I got I got people with billions of dollars on my ass. They're oh, making God. fucking like bullshit memes and to my knowledge i'm the only account they've come after which is kind of like stressful to me because i don't really have a 
I don't really have any solidarity with like, hey, we're we're all in this no, together. Sign Peaks isn't behind you being like, hey, yeah, us too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Sign Peaks is making money on that on the hats, which like yeah. kudos to him. <laughs> Shout out to Sign Peaks. You're 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 a cool dude. Um But fucking plugs. I don't know. Earlier today I feel like I had a plug, but no, I just I I need legal help. I'm down bad.